0: all right this is a solo edition of the spanish announce table i am tmac um, whatever you'd like to call me uh as long as you're paying me i'll answer but you're not paying me because you haven't gone to spanish and donated a dollar which you can anytime you like uh so yeah this is me this is me by myself tim is out this week he has some um, uh, business to attend to, so I'm going to be rolling solo, as I mentioned. And uh, here I am. Like I said before, when we've done these solo shows, uh, Tim is the one who has all the bells and whistles and gadgets and faders and knobs and all the things that makes the uh, fun stuff around us. This is what I have. This is now the new basement. Uh, If you can see around me, you'll see I have some merchandise, uh, some signed memorabilia. There's a Randy Couture, if you know who he is, former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. There's Pete Rose. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but he has the most hits in Major League Baseball history. Uh, Look at there. Got the man himself. It's signed, even though there's a glare. Eddie Kingston got the AEW heavyweight champion right there. Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Also, you'll see over here. Uh, as I take you through a quick tour of the the sign photos, uh Jens Pulver, the first UFC lightweight champion. Uh, and then down here, you got a collage of some of the best artwork from friend of the show, Rob Schamberger. And then obviously, right here, uh, you're getting to see the Kansas City Chiefs and when they won uh their Super Bowl in 2020. And there's a micro brawler of Sting because Sting's cool. Uh so yeah. With that being said, I figured I would kick this off with a special surprise. And it's a surprise if you are not a part of the AW crate, which I am. I figured I would show you what I got this month. So one moment, I'll grab it and then let's uh, see what we got. So fun fact, I already opened it. So I know what's happening here. You may not, but it's still cool to me. Uh, and again, these are fun. They're not the only ones to do it. WWE does it. I think pro wrestling tees does it by themselves. Uh, there's plenty of ways, NFL, NBA, whatever your interest is, there's probably a mystery crate box that you can join. Uh, and I like AW a lot. So that's what I'm a part of. So again, just for some fun content and, uh, you know, if you're interested, but don't, don't want to take the jump, uh, I took it for you. So let's see what I got. So the first thing you'll see here, look at that. an Adam Cole, baby shirt. Look at those abs. He doesn't have those abs. What is he doing? I don't know. But look, it's a great shirt. Can't wait to wear it. Hangman, or excuse me, Adam Cole, baby. Going to show off the shirts first because that's how I kind of categorized it. Second, it's right over here. It's this guy. Heavyweight champion, cowboy shit. This is a really cool looking shirt. It's Hangman Adam Page right there. Look at that. Got the cowboy shit down at the bottom. A little bit like an old school Affliction t-shirt, circa 2009, sort of 2011, somewhere in there. Uh, don't hate it, though. Still really like it. That's a cool shirt. Uh, really cool graphic designs there. Uh, and, you know, Hangman Adam Page, can't beat it. Cowboy shit, as it says. Alright, now let's get into some of the more fun, you know, trinkets and things like that. The odd and ends of what you're gonna get with uh, the AEW crate for this month. Uh look at that. You got a double or nothing pin. As you can see, I have some pins already. There's an Arn Anderson, there's a Cody Rhodes that I got with an AEW crate. Uh, there is Britt Baker. God, I love that one. And there is the pin from when the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 54. 3120. If you put the numbers opposite way 2031 that's when patrick mahomes contract ends fun way to think about that right there though uh so yeah got this to add to it that'll probably go right there because that's empty so that needs some things to be there so this will go there also got a cool poster i really like these posters because i don't know where you can buy individual posters especially for like Specialty matches, so I think that's always cool that they give that to you. And this one is honestly one of my favorite matches of all time. It's the first ever stadium stampede match. So you got the elite, you got the inner circle, uh, RIP to the inner circle, yeah, I guess a little bit to the elite too, but still, uh, there it is. One of my favorite matches of all time, uh, done there in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm going to figure out where to put that. Maybe I don't know, somewhere around here, there's enough space to, to go around. Also got a really cool, I think this is exclusive, what I heard, is uh, the Best of AW Dark Volume 1. Uh, Let's read through some matches. I actually haven't done that yet. So let's check out what we got here. Uh, Again, this is just what's on the back. We got uh, Strong Hearts, hashtag Strong Hearts versus the Young Bucks. I don't know who the Strong Hearts are. Hashtag Tweet Table if you do, but nothing comes to mind for me. (laughs) Uh, Also got Kip Sabian. Uh, versus Kenny Omega, Kip Sabian. I still think that's a guy that has untapped potential. I think there's something there. Maybe I'm just, you know, hoping and wishing, but the package, or excuse me, you know, that's not the package. Some women or men like that, but what I'm saying is like the total package of what he is presenting, there's something there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hoping for something, but him and Penelope Ford scream money to me, right? TNT champion, sooner rather than later but we'll see also got dante martin versus matt seidel so those are all your flips and shit uh big Full, r.i.p no longer in AEW. i mean she's obviously alive but i'm just saying she got kicked to the curb uh and chris netlander taking on dr Britt baker dmd and rio That must have been when she was a baby face because Britt baker and rio teaming up seems a little odd, but maybe i'm wrong uh, also you got evil uno five and Colt Cabana versus the death triangle. That would be fun. Robert Anthony, again, don't know who that is, but taking on John Moxley. So that must be an awesome match. If you know that random match is going to get put in there. Another Kip Sabian match, this time taking on Joey Janela. And again, Joey Janela, Penelope Ford, Kip Sabian, all three of those, you know, they got history together. Obviously they probably had a pretty good match since it made the DVD, uh, but that should be fun. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Then you got Brian Pillman Jr. taking on Eddie Kingston. And then you got Darby Allen taking on uh, Sema. I don't know how to say his name, but I remember him. He was part of the, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you the, the guy. He's he's this guy getting hurt right there. Boom. I remember him. He was like part of that, you know, first wave of AEW. Uh, I don't think he's with the company anymore. Could be wrong, but I haven't seen him a long time. Uh, but yeah, there's the matches, at least according to the backside of this DVD, And again, I think this is exclusive to the crate. So again, some cool stuff you're getting. Look at me being a nice little spokesperson here. Uh, Oh, you're getting some Dark Order playing cards. I like to play some cards. Don't know how to win. I don't know what beats what, uh, but I do enjoy it. It's fun to just sit around, talk shit, hide the cards from your friends, act like you got a hand. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. My wife's an amazing uh, uh, poker player. Me, again. Don't know what beats what. I don't know. Just fun to talk shit. But got some Dark Order playing cards, so that'll be fun. Oh, speaking of Eddie Kingston off the DVD, we get a micro brawler. Look at that. That's going up on the wall. Maybe right next to him. Look at that. There it is. Look at that. Oh, together on the wall. The micro brawler and the signed autograph of Eddie Kingston. Uh. Really cool. Actually, if you're a fight fan, uh, I think, look, I'll put it closer. I think he looks like Bilal Muhammad, the UFC uh, uh, middleweight or uh, wealthweight, I believe. it. Uh, he's competing this weekend, uh, taking on Vicente Luque uh, in the main event of the UFC card this weekend. Uh, I think he looks like him in this. But still, Eddie Kingston, can't go wrong. Love me some Eddie Kingston. All the merchandise of Eddie is welcomed in this household. Then, one of the cooler stickers that I've ever seen. Look at that. Thunder Rosa. I'll say this, the championship run, not off to the greatest start, but her merchandise and her presentation has always been cool. And this is one I definitely love. Now, I love the music. I love a ring style or in-ring style. Uh, Thunder Rosa is an A-plus to me. Again, the storyline that we'll get into when we uh, recap AEW uh, Dynamite from last night, not the best, but look at this cool, cool cool-ass card. cool cool colors, uh, cool face paint, all of it. Love me some Thunder Rosa. And then let's get to the main event. You get some signed photos. You get two this time, not one. Typically you get one, they double it up for you. So the first one is going to be from the Dark Order. You got 10. Look at that. That's cool. I like that. And now... Second one, I actually haven't looked at these. I know that there's two because I saw uh, it says two uh, signed autographs, but I didn't see like who they are. So there's 10. Oh, and then it's friend of the show. Maybe this is specific to us. But well, look at that. Our best friend, Cutie Marshall. It's cute. Look at him. Look at these guys. He loves us, loves us. If you're a new time listener, you got to know, Cutie Marshall, spanish noun, stable, peanut butter, and jelly. We are made for each other. We love each other. He's our favorite wrestler. And we are his favorite podcast. Uh, but, yeah, look at that. I bet you this is just for me. I bet you didn't get it. This is for us. This is for me. I like it. There you go. So that's what you get in the Double or Nothing uh, AEW crate for this month. Again, it's fun uh not that expensive i mean i wouldn't break the bank for it if you know you're pitching pennies uh but generally speaking all of it's been very fun i still have a hangman adam page uh bottle opener that i use for when i do decide to drink a beer here and there so that's always fun again those playing cards they're gonna get used here uh sooner rather than later and uh these posters are really cool i gotta figure out how to present that t-shirts are always great i love me some t-shirts uh, maybe get away from the black, right? All t-shirts are black. I get it. It's cheaper to make all that stuff, but still like them. Still really cool. think it's funny that they gave Adam Cole some abs. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying he's out of shape, but I'm not saying he's ripped. You know what I mean? And he, I bet you he'd tell you the same thing too. Uh, and then this cool ass uh, pin. Uh, again, next time I do a solo show, you're going to see hanging up right over there. So that is the portion of our AW crate. If you're interested, go to, I don't know, shop I think that's where I went. Uh, Google it. You know what I mean? You can find anything on Google. But let's get into what we are here to talk about. And that is our favorite show. It's AEW Dynamite. So here we go. It was a banger of a show. Now, I got a hot take towards the end. Because, uh, there's a controversial take, uh, that I think is unwarranted, but we'll get to it in a second. So stay tuned for that or stay, uh, you know, live or whatever it is, uh, for that. Um, but yeah, more to come on that in a second, but what we're going to kick it off with was a dream match. A first time ever. It is CM Punk taking on Penta Oscuro. And this was fun. This was so much fun. This had all the makings of a fan favorite show, and it delivered. So we kick it off with Pinta and then um, CM Punk chants, right? CM Punk, zero, middle, CM Punk, zero, middle, right? So much fun. AEW shows. Little sidebar here real quick. AW shows do the best job of, at least for me, saying, I wish I was there, right? It's, a, it's obviously a TV show because when they cut the promos, they're looking camera side. So we know it's made for TV, but it feels more like, hey, viewer at home, when we come to your town, this is what you can see and this is what you can experience. And I get jealous when it's like not in my hometown. Like last night's show would have been great if it was here, if I could have went. Because, again, we kick it off with a dream match, a first time ever, CM Punk, Penta Oscuro. And we get all the fun chance in two seconds. So we kicked it off with a banger. Like I said, uh, a lot of fun. CM Punk picks up the victory. It was a hard-fought victory. Uh, we're going back and forth. Um, a really cool finish. I like the finishing sequence with uh, the bounce off the ropes, which caught into the go to sleep and the go to sleep ends uh, ends the match. Thought that was really cool. And before we go any farther, I do want to read a hashtag tweet the table because throughout this, again, because I don't have the technology, I'll read your hashtag, hashtag tweet the tables. So let's kick it off with the first one. It's from Devil Vamp at Devil Vamp. He says, Not the best match out of Punk. I expected better against Penta. Hashtag AEW, hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Look, was it an all time classic? Is it going to be something like the MJFC and Punk match? No. Is it going to be like, uh, you know, the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks? No. But I don't think it was meant to do that. I think it was meant to, oh, wow, what will this look like? This might be fun. But there was no story, right? So there was no animosity it was just two guys who think they're the best so let's lock horns and find out who's gonna fall down first and in this case it was pinta uh cm punk did a great job selling that knee injury throughout the entire show or excuse me entire match thought that was a lot of fun and pinta get the got the loss but again even though he's pinta right Zero girls It's so much fun to do that right all the time but uh he's a tag wrestler too, right? He's got the Lucha bros. He's got Pac. He's got the death triangle. So he can always rely back on that now sooner rather than later is a phrase. You're going to hear me say a lot tonight because there's a lot of guys and girls that I think need to be pushed uh, to the moon right now. But um, I do think Penta as a singles competitor going for a title, whether that's the TNT championship or the, um, AEW heavyweight championship I think is is needed I would like to see that you know Ray Phoenix I don't know when we're gonna get him back Uh, Pac for as great as he is and he's so much fun it there's no consistency right it's like he's here six weeks he's gone because he can't get back into the country and obviously though you know those things are out of his control but then he's here and he's here and he's here but then he's gone again so you can't really I don't know see what's going on with anything for him uh that was weird sorry about that uh if you saw that live um but with pinta he's mr reliable of the death triangle so far and so i think push him to the moon give him a tnt championship match especially against scorpio sky i mean who would you rather have as your champion i'm going pinta heel or babyface. i'm going pinta but Nonetheless, CM Punk gets the victory. Still, you know, we're riding that momentum to become a champion eventually, I think, or at least have a championship opportunity. Uh, But that's how we kicked off the show. Uh, Devil Vamp, you know, didn't think it was an all time classic. I didn't either, but I don't think that's what they were going for. I don't think they were saying, you know, five star classic or any of that stuff. I think they were just saying, like, isn't this fun? Tune in. And that's what we did. Uh, After that, we did get a promo from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Look, I'm done. I like so much. uh, I don't know what their new tag team name is, but 2.0, you know, those guys. I think they're the stars of this group. Chris Jericho more and more is looking like Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Now, I'm not saying he's having those issues, but just the, the hair extensions the body transformations week to week. I'm just look, he's done so much amazing stuff. I have been a Chris Jericho fan in AEW since day one. All of this stuff as the first AEW champion was phenomenal. Uh, The inner circle stuff at the very start was great. The MJF stuff was hilarious and then also very captivating, but this, I don't know. I'm just not into it. I don't like it. And I don't like it because if you're going to tell me your sports entertainment will lean into it a little bit so far, you're just doing matches and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I, I need to see more sports entertainment. I know they came in off of a flight or something like that off a jet and the 2.0 guys got beat up. And one of them was uh, uh, shoeless at the end of their uh, ass whipping, which I thought was funny. Probably Eddie Kingston who took that um, took those shoes even though Ortiz came uh, around their neck. So who knows? Maybe it was one of the two. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. And also, again, I want to go in chronological order, so I'll touch on this when we get to the match. But the on-site stuff seems great, and I like that they're kind of playing into that. But if you're going to do a match, I don't know if a traditional just six, six-man tag match is the on-site energy that we're looking for. That's, again, where... Maybe Chris Jericho can say, like, traditional sports entertainment rules have to hold the uh, the little string that's attached to the um, turnbuckle at all times, you know, something like that. And then they have to play by the rules, you know, Eddie Kingston, and Santana Ortiz. But if not, I don't know. Why the fuck are they following rules? It's on site. On site means we don't give a shit. We're hitting you in the mouth. So I don't know. Uh, But nonetheless, let's get back into the action. Then we get a tag team championship match. Jurassic Express taking on Red Wagon or Red Dragon, for those who have been getting on my case about that for the AW World Tag Team Championships. Even though, again, Tony Khan, I think you're great as far as your, your wrestling mind goes. But Saturday, this coming Saturday, we have Battle of the Belts. Maybe have that match on that show because Battle of the Belts, right? I don't know. Seems kind of silly to say Saturday night, it's Battle of the Belts. But before that, here's a championship match. But I don't know. Seemed odd, but nonetheless, uh, Jurassic Express gets the win pretty clean. Kick their ass, you know, pillar to post. Obviously, there was some you know, red dragon offense that they got. And that was fine and all that, but this was a pretty convincing win. Now, after the match, this is where I got confused. So, uh, Jurassic express gets the win. And then, uh, Kyle Rally is attacking Jurassic express. And then FTR come to the stage, but I don't know who they were looking at. Because felt like classic pro wrestling would tell you, hey, uh, the champions of one organization are looking to fight the champions of another organization, right? FTR, in this case, the Ring of Honor and AAA tag team champs, Jurassic Express, obviously the AEW champs. Let's see who's the best tag team. And it felt like that for a little bit, but then... Red Dragon and FTR started pushing each other. So are we doing that? Maybe. But then why would Red Dragon, who just lost a very convincing title match to Jurassic Express, just get another championship opportunity? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't the fourth ranked AW tag team get the first shot of the Ring of Honor tag team champions it just doesn't make sense that you lose one title match and it just takes you to the next one so i'm hoping it was ftr looking at jurassic express and getting something out of that but that's babyface versus babyface because ftr right now is on fire and everyone loves them me included uh but if it's just red dragon and ftr which on paper is awesome but logically just doesn't make sense to me so we'll see. Uh, after the match, though, we go backstage and we get the Blackpool Combat Club. Now with Willier, Utah. Willer Utah. Wheeler Utah. That's not Willer. It's Wheeler. Wheeler, Utah. And this was fun, wasn't it? This was just a good old-fashioned, you know, John Moxley doesn't know who the ass boys are, or the gun club, or whatever, but he's going to break their goofy asses in half. And, uh... Yuda looked a little young boyish, right? Like I I'm using a new Japan kind of reference or a Japanese pro wrestling reference there. Uh, but he, you know, and that's maybe what he's here for is to get those reps and to stand next to Brian Danielson and John Moxley enough to where then he starts, uh, you know, having his character be a little bit more, uh, well-rounded and more developed, But right now he's a little stiff, you know, one line and then he's done Uh, in time. Don't hate him for it. But he definitely looked like the one that was out of place of the four of them uh, because also William Regal was there. Um, But, yeah, so they're going to beat up the gun club this Friday night at a special time. So for people who are watching or uh, listening to this later, I record or we record uh, on Thursday night. So we haven't seen Rampage. And this week it's alive at six o'clock in the one true time zone, central time zone. Uh, so excited to see that because then we get another title match that is again not on the battle of the belts. And this is your number one championship. I get it. We're trying to get ratings for Rampage because maybe they've been dipping. Uh, so we're gonna do Hangman versus Adam Cole. Uh But if you're gonna do battle of the belts the next night, why don't you just hold on to that match? I don't know. I don't know. Things sometimes don't make sense, but they're still fun. I will say that they still are fun. And we get another backstage promo after the commercial break. This time, it is Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. And they said they're gonna face off in a first-round match for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, you know, all that all the it's such a long title, right? Side note, it's such a long title. That's an acronym or something, but uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Women's First Round Match, Jamie Hader, Tony Storm. That's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to disappoint. Jamie Hader has a very stiff and strong style. Tony Storm can bring it. You know, uh, I don't think if you saw her, um, if you only saw her on SmackDown, you didn't see the best Tony Storm. Uh, Her work in NXT UK was awesome. Obviously her work before that, uh, you know, going through the independent ranks was uh, very good as well. Uh, So I expect a lot of great uh, action out of this match. Um, So I'm very excited. So it was a good way to plug that match coming up. Then we get into the fun, back into the fun. We go into the ring and we get MJF versus the captain, Sean Dean. Uh, Sean Dean looked really odd in this match. Not to say he wrestled weird, but like the fatigue paint, but then a vest that he takes off. I don't know. Sean Dean's not, not uh, hitting a home run with me. Not saying he sucks. Not saying it's bad. Just not saying I'm interested. And maybe that's not the best thing to say. Uh, but this was really around MJF, right? So Sean Dean's already got a win over him. MJF wants to write that wrong, so he has a match, and he's beating his ass. But then the camera turns on and the big screen, uh, and we're seeing backstage that three security guards are knocked out, and one of them has their shirt off. The most unathletic of the three, too. Poor guy. Like, the other two guys look to be, you know, looking good, getting off the bus kind of thing, and this guy looked like a sack of, you know, yogurt, and we're going to take the shirt off of that guy? Poor bastard. Felt bad for him. Uh, but it was all leading to MJF celebrating after a big move on the outside and, and uh, Ward Wardlow walking up and trying to get MJF. And this was fun. I thought he was really going to get him. Almost did. Oh, so close. So close. But MJF was able to get away. Security guards come down one by one, getting their ass kicked. But just like, you know, uh, a video game where it's just too much, you get 15 or whatever security guards that take him away. That though does not allow MJF to get back into the ring. And then Bryce Renberg, Rensberg, Remsburg? I don't know, we don't fact check. Uh, the, the referee counts to 10, but gets to nine. MJF is like, I'll triple your pay if you don't count to 10. He's like, I don't like your ass, Bryce Rensberg, Rinds, and says 10. So Sean Dean now two victories over MJF, one victory over Sean Spears. What do we do with him? That's an interesting question, right? Now he's getting some legitimate good wins now. They're not legitimate, he's not really beating them up, but he's still winning. So if rankings matter, who does he take on? John Moxley? Eddie Kingston? I don't know. Someone though. I think you got to have him face somebody cuz he's getting wins uh so we'll see where that goes um post match mjf Asperius, and he says you know what in my contract i can book matches for wardlow so wardlow n- next week i think uh you and the butcher and butcher is so cool butcher and the blade are aesthetically Awesome. They even wrestle really well too. It's not just an aesthetic thing. Like they have the look, but they also can go in the ring, but they never win. And I understand you have to have a tag team that takes the losses to the babyface FTR or the babyface Hardys. I understand that. But if you want me to think that Wardlow is in any way kind of uh, at risk of getting beat up, The guy that's going to be doing the beating up of Wardlow has to beat up some other people. So that's the part where it's a little hollow. And I get it. We're probably going to build and build and build. And you got to have a step one. But make the step one hard. And make Butcher and Blade more menacing, more uh, violent, more uh, more of a beast type tag team because one, you need that in your tag team division because you really don't have that, to be honest with you. And two, look at them, they're homegrown talent you know, at least AEW homegrown talent. They probably came from somewhere else that I don't, I'm not aware of. And hashtag tweet table if you want to tell me, but uh, yeah, butcher and the blade, specifically butcher. Let's get them some wins on TV before we just throw them in there with every single person uh, just to get beat. Uh, Okay. So what's next after that Darby Allen, he says we're getting a coffin match with Andrade. That's interesting. Seems like that's going to be the blow off, right? We've done this Darby Allen sting Matt Hardy family office. Now Andrade family office thing for a little bit too long. So it's good that, We're going to move past this. And the last casket match in AEW was Ethan Page and Darby Allen. That was really fun. So I imagine this will also be a lot of fun. And then I hope we move on. I hope Andrade moves on. I hope Darby moves on. I hope Sting moves on. I hope we all move on. Uh, Let's see. Oh, then we get, uh, after a commercial break, a Malachi Black vignette talking shit on fuego del sol. And I'm not saying he shouldn't, right? Fuego del Sol's fun. I don't think he's House of Black needs to take him out caliber. So it seems a little bit like punching down from the House of Black, but maybe this is to recruit Fuego del Sol. And also what happened to Julia Hart? We're still Got that weirdo wearing one eye patch. And maybe that's a mental thing that hasn't been explained to us or something. But, I don't know, this uh, seems weird for the House of Black to be going after Fuego Del Sol. Right? I don't know. So we'll see what happens here. And then, as I mentioned, uh, we do that six-man tag. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, Santana, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, which is Jericho, uh, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager. Um, Again, it was a good match, but if it's on site, and Eddie Kingston did drop down and was punching uh, from time to time, you know, the guys that were on the outside, um, but uh, fight them all the time, right? It's on site. Why would you stand there waiting for a tag? Go across the ring and beat them up. That that's my point. So maybe let's escalate this quicker because if it's on site. That means tornado tag to me. Why why would the Hardys and Darby and Sting versus the whatever family office get a tornado tag just right off the jump? But these guys who really hate each other—not to say the others didn't—but like this is supposed to be a blood feud. They get a traditional tag team match. Like, I don't know, it was six man, but you get what I'm saying. So that's a little weird, but we get uh, Jericho appreciation, appreciation Society. Let's just call them JAS. That's easier for me to say. I have mumble mouth sometimes. Um, but Eddie Kingston takes the pin. Thought that was interesting. Uh, Jericho hits him in the back with a bat. Look at these. Tongue twisters tonight. Um, and then they beat them up. So we're going to continue this. It'd be interesting to see what happens, but let's let's get violent quicker. Gentlemen, If it's on site. I want violence. Uh, then we get. The most disappointing segment of the night, and it's not because it's a women's match. I love the women's match. Uh, I think it needs to stop being placed right before the main event. I think maybe it should kick off the show. Maybe the second match is stop. It always being right before the main event. That's been one of my most consistent criticisms of a W dynamite. Uh, you, if you've listened to this show long enough, you've obviously heard that a million times. So I won't bore you with why I don't like that, but Marina Shafir versus sky blue sky blue's fun. She seems like a good baby face. Uh, I, I think she can be someone in that, TBS challenger role from time to time, but Marina Shafir sucks. She sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, she's not good and she might be a great person. Never met her before. Uh, Good person. I'm not saying anything about the character of who she is. I'm just saying in the times that she's been on my television screen, whether that's MMA or pro wrestling, I have not liked it. Not liked it at all. And I don't think she should be getting a shot at Jade Cargill. Now, if Jade Cargill just runs through her and we're going with this batty section, which this time had red velvet, if you caught on, that was interesting. So maybe we already got a heel turn from red velvet. Cause the last time we saw her, she beat up someone in their hometown. She got booze. She kind of went with it. So heel turn red velvet. I don't know, but getting back on track with, uh, Jade Cargill and Marina Shafir uh, just have Jade run through her. Cause like I said, <laughs> there are so many women on the AEW roster that should be getting TBS or TNT television time over Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir is first match of dark good right now. And I'm not saying she can't, uh, you know, get better. Everyone can get better. If you listen to the first episode of this to now, we've gotten better. You might not think that, but we have. Um, but I just no, new no. didn't like it. Did not like it. Uh, but Marina gets the victory with a wonky, weird ass triangle armbar, and it happened. Uh, then we jump backstage. Hook all capitalized. That's how you have to say it too. Hook uh, is being interviewed and smart Mark Sterling rolls up and Tony Neese and they interrupt him. And again, we still haven't heard from Hook, but Tony Neese is a good challenge. I like that step up for Hook. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Um, and it says uh, next week on the advertisement that Hook will be making his dynamite debut. So maybe that's him versus Tony Nese. I don't know. We still get uh Danhausen trying to, to curse Hook, which I think is fun. Hook, as you say. Um, and it's not working. Uh, so this is going to be fun. So maybe he plays a role into Hook's um, debut. But I liked it. Less is more here. And this was good. And when you add uh, Mark Sterling, you get the good continuity, right? There's no downtime. There's no missed beats. He's a great, uh, you know, facilitator from one point to the next. So I like him being in this role with Tony Niece and Hook. Uh, all right. So then what do we get here? A minute of the year promo. And I said this on hashtag tweets table. If you follow us or excuse me, I saw that I said this on Twitter using Hashtag tweets table. Our uh, Twitter handle is at table show. But uh, all eagle Ethan Page and um, Scorpio Sky are fine. But in a perfect world, it should be Ricky Starks and Ethan Page and then Scorpio Sky and Powerhouse Hobbs. Scorpio Sky is closer to Team Taz than Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks is obviously more men of the year. Than Scorpio sky. So I wish we could roll reversal those, right. And just recast it. Just, just do the like men in black, you know, thing in front of our face. We forget everything else, switch the roles and then we're back to reality. Obviously, We can't, but it just seems miscast those two guys. Uh, But it looks like we're going to get Ethan page uh, maybe versus Sammy Guevara or Sammy Guevara is getting another shot at Scorpio sky. It was fine. Nothing happened here. I'm a little bit done with the snap. oh snap the okay. That's, that's your thing? That you snap the fucking camera down? Ooh. Okay, whatever. Uh let's get back into the ring here. We get Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland taking on Team Taz, which is hometown guy tonight or last night, absolute Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs. This was great. And the star of this match. Well, so let me uh, take a step back. There were moments of this match that were awesome. The Swerve uh, backflip off of Keith Lee's chest to the outside onto Team Taz outstanding keith lee and his athleticism is always mind-blowing it's amazing that a guy at that weight and that frame can move like a fuego del sol at times so awesome there but the guy that i thought shined the most in this is powerhouse hobbs and this is where a, a beef i have with the team taz thing powerhouse hobbs and hook that's your tag team. You get Team Taz. Now, Taz came out, helped with the distraction. That's good. Good to see Team Taz kind of reforming, except for we're still not seeing Hook with Team Taz. So, Ricky Starks, just go that way, right, guy? Like, just, I don't know, do this thing or whatever, your little styling, profiling with your $100,000 suits on. You go. Team Taz is gritty and in the dirt. And, you know, takes your wallet, maybe steals your shoes like Eddie Kingston, but they're not, you know, buying the fanciest jewelry and and doing the Ric Flair walk on the top rope. Right. So, um, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs stood out and he got the victory over Keith Lee. But I want Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook to then take over. And then we're getting that grit that I think we also need in, in AEW and we're getting it from some legit guys. I mean, you could also get that from Ortiz uh, Santana and Eddie Kingston and they do bring it, but I'm just saying another aspect of that I think would be great from team Taz. If we got Ricky Starks, maybe a baby face run and separated out of this, but it looks like we're going to keep going with this Keith Lee and powerhouse Hobbs. And I like all of that. Two big men slapping meat. You know, last week, if you recall, you had Keith Lee uh, damn near kill powerhouse Hobbs by throwing him through a, a wall. And now you get powerhouse Hobbs breaking the back of Keith Lee with a spine buster. So we're going to keep that going. Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks. I don't know what we do more with them because we already did the, you know, uh, FTW championship match. I don't know. Swerve Strickland's another cool guy. Just a. Uh, money that's again where no offense because i am i am more team homegrown aew than i am just sign a guy and make that the guy but if we're talking tnt champion swerve strickland would not be a bad choice i think i like that a little bit better than sammy guevara i think i like that a little bit better than current version scorpio sky uh yeah so swerve going after that championship I'd like it. Uh, Then we get into, again, talked about how great the sticker was and how her presentation is. And I love that she beat Britt Baker for the championship in the first ever women's cage match. Uh, But we got Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose and cake. Cake in Nyla Rose's face. (laughs) Ha ha, cake in your face. Now I did like... That Nyla Rose at the end is like, ah, bitch, I like violence and I like cake or, you know, cake and violence, whatever she said there. Um, but it felt a little underneath the women's championship to kind of do this type of a segment. And also, your champion, who is a badass, Thunder Rosa is a badass, legit and in kayfabe, to her getting beat up after throwing a cake in Nyla Rose's face. Whew. That's not a good look either. You know, so kind of like Hogan most pose. It feels like new champ must feud with Nyla Rose first time out. Uh, I hope Thunder Rosa gets past this. Nyla Rose gets some more fun stuff to do by herself. And Thunder Rosa gets a little bit more respect and continuity and elevation from being a champion. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, what else do we, get? oh, we get a promo for again, uh, Adam Cole taking on hangman this Friday night at a special start time, six o'clock central in the one true time zone. Again, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's tomorrow night for me. That's one day closer, but if you're going to do battle of the belts, like I keep saying, maybe your heavyweight championship should be on that show. Yeah. And then let's move into. Just. Fucking craziness. It was the main event for the ROH World Television Championship. Champion Minoru Suzuki taking on Samoa Joe. And these guys planted their foot and said, I'm tougher than you. And we tried to find out who the tougher man was because it was just punches and smacks and back chops to the chest and to the neck and to the jaw area for both guys and from both guys. And it was at times uncomfortable. You started to see blood coming from Samoa Joe's chest. You started seeing the welts on Minoru Suzuki's chest. And there was not any letting up from moment one of this to the finish, which the finish, then we saw uh, Samoa Joe hit the Bronco or uh, the muscle buster. Almost said Bronco buster that's Xbox, pac uh, but hit the muscle buster on Minoru Suzuki to become the heavy, or excuse me, the ROH World Heavyweight Television Champion for the first time. That's pretty interesting. Some cool history there. Uh, And we get Samoa Joe beating Suzuki, which Minoru Suzuki, you know, violent grandpa, a win or a loss. It doesn't really matter. He's cemented who he is, so he'll be fine. Uh, But now we get Samoa Joe going over to Ring of Honor. It looks like a little bit more consistently once Ring of Honor gets off the ground. Uh, But now is their ROH champion. So uh, that's going to be cool. Um, And before we get into the finish of the show, let me look through here and see if I missed any uh, hashtag food tables. Oh, I missed a lot because I'm an idiot. So um, let's get to them. Let's back up. Uh, Devil Vamp says the pop for FTR. Wow. Hashtag tweet table. Yeah. Like I said, FTR is baby faces. They've caught lightning in a bottle right now. Pushed them to the moon. I love Jurassic Express, but right now they kind of feel like the fifth best, you know, the fifth most important tag team in AEW, which is a a crime. But if that's going to be the case, if that's how the powers that be see them, let's get titles off of them. Let's get them to FTR because they're the ones we all care about right now. Uh, Let's see here. Um, devil vamp again says the butcher. Really, this is what we're doing. How about hobbies or Keith Lee or someone that means something? I think we get that. I think it is team Taz after we get past the family office that Wardlow has to get through. So powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow in three weeks' time, but then Keith Lee costs powerhouse Hobbs the match. Wouldn't be shocked if we saw something like that. Um, and then let's see here. Oh, at Katie, the first lady, she says, I like the fact that until Ring of Honor returns with their own television show, we'll get to see title matches and showcasing ROH talent on AW television. Since, you know, Tony Khan owns both. Yeah. And that's what we've got here. And at bet all the belts. We're going to get John Grisham uh, versus uh, somebody. Dalton Kessel. castle. That is look at that off the top of the brain. No looking up here. Um, so yeah, it's going to be Ring of Honor featured on AEW until they get their own show. And I think that's great. That's how you elevate talent. I'm interested now in Samoa Joe as your Ring of Honor world television champion, because I saw it on a show that I watch. And then if you tell me Thursday night or whatever night ROH is going to be on a channel I get, I'm going to go watch it. It's going to be fun. Uh, cause Samoa Joe, you can't really lose with. I know, you know, he's uh, not on the right side of his 20s. I don't even think he's in his early 30s, Uh, but that's not a slight on him. I'm just saying, you know, uh, I don't think we're going to get a 15-year run out of Samoa Joe. Um, But while we do have him, I'm going to watch him. And so I'm excited. Uh, So, yeah, that's a little bit of hashtag tooth table. Oh, also, Katie, the first lady says, great wrestling tonight. Looking forward to the rest of the week and next week. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. And me, too. Again, Friday night, special start time of Rampage. Saturday night, Battle of the Belts. And then we go right into next week with a coffin match with Darby Allen and Andrade on Dynamite on Wednesday. So uh, the bus isn't stopping, right? Get on or get the fuck out of the way. And so I'm excited. But now let's talk about the finish. Okay because might upset some people, and I don't care. Uh, the finish saw Samoa Joe get the victory, as I mentioned, and then Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal uh, hop the ramp. They get up there, and they say, hey, we got a special presentation. Uh, it's in this box. It's a middle finger. Thought that was funny. If it could have just ended on that, I think I would have laughed really hard and thought that was great, but it didn't. Uh, what we got is the real surprise. So the lights go out and the lights come back on and I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize in advance, but Satam Singh nailed it. Probably I'm usually good at this, but uh, he debuts and then he just beats up Joe. He's seven foot forever and he's as wide as a Coke machine and he squeezes the head of Samoa Joe Couple things. I saw a lot of negative reaction, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. However, I would challenge the people who instantly booed when they saw San- Sanam Singh again. I think I nailed it. Uh, I asked them why. Why did you instantly boo? Is it because you didn't know the secret? Is it because your favorite dirt cheat writer, Meltzer or uh, whoever the other, Sean Ross whatever didn't tell you it was gonna be him, right? Is that why? you're a little upset you didn't know the secret oh i like it when i get to know that it's cody at wrestlemania because i read the i read the newsletter a couple days before (laughs) so when i'm at the show or watching it at a house party i know things i'm interesting because i read spoilers right is that why you didn't like it because you didn't know the secret or is it because you didn't know who he was? Oh, I, I don't know if it's not if it's not Braun Strowman or or Bray Wyatt. Well, then I just don't like it. They don't they don't register on my book. So what? Right? Like what was it that you booed? I understand the lights out thing being a little overdone. And I agree with that criticism. If Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal just said, and here's our surprise. And they go to the ramp and this seven foot, you know, forever guy walking down, looking like, you know, the worst nightmare of someone killing you. I still think that's scary. Samoa Joe then has some time to prepare. And so maybe you're not getting the like, well, Samoa Joe would have beat him up if he was prepared kind of thing. You know, like, he would have, but he competed against Mundo Suzuki. So you could have eas- easily say like he was exhausted and that's how uh, Singh beat him up. Right. But like, yeah, the lights out thing. I don't know if I would have done it that way. That was my criticism of this is that the beatdown after the championship match was awesome. That, that makes me interested in to see what Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal and this monster are going to do to Samojo. Cause you got some angles there where Jay lethal was the former student of Samoa Joe. So he has some bitterness towards him. Then now he's teaching this fucking, you know, dragon with arms and legs, how to kill people. So watch out for the fucking, you know, boulder behind him. I am. I'm into that, but I don't know if I would have done the lights out thing. Also, and this is a small criticism, the squeezing of the head thing, the, uh, that uh, you know like uh here like like this right here uh, 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 right uh, if you're listening to that on audio you probably didn't get it that's why you should be uh watching the youtube videos but the uh, that move get it out of here I, no one should do it that's like the bear hug you know fuck out of here with that shit things evolve and we've moved past that so That wasn't the greatest move either. Maybe a chokeslam, maybe a powerbomb, if you could do it. Uh, Maybe just a clothesline from hell, right? Why aren't these bigger guys doing more clotheslines? I think that would be fine. Um, So that's my main criticisms. It wasn't that it was a new person that I didn't know of, and it was a surprise that I wasn't expecting. I feel like a lot of people said that. And maybe I'm just seeing certain things because of the algorithm on social media. And that could be the case. And look, not the first time I fell for something like that. But it felt like a lot of the early criticisms was, I didn't know it. Well, if I didn't know it, then no one should know it. And I don't like it. And then it was, well, I don't know him. Where does he come from? Can he do a shooting star press? Can he do a Canadian destroyer? What's his promo like? Does he speak English? Does he make me happy? Like, we don't know anything. And it was instant. We don't like it. Don't like that out of the IWC. And I also don't like the, well, he's big and he moves kind of slow, so it must be Kali. Like, I said this on Twitter, at Table Show, but uh, you know how many times the – uh you know, ruthless aggression, white guy, uh, gimmick has been thrown onto us, you know, from Wardlow to Jake Hager to, you know, over in WWE, all of it. Right. Like it, we don't get mad when Alistair black does the spinning back kick to Cody, which is essentially kind of what son uh, Singh did here to, uh, Samoa Joe. Right. Like, why was that cool? Cause you knew who he was, Right. That, I mean, what's the real difference there? He did a spinning back kick and said, I'm going to kill you kind of thing. And sing, squeeze some other Joe's head, which again, wasn't the coolest thing. So maybe if you didn't like that, I get it. But like the things are the same. The only reason you don't like Sing is because he looks like Kali and we didn't like Kali, which fair, but like, you can't just say, because he looks like someone, he is someone else. That's stupid. Cause we could literally do that with almost every white wrestler that has, you know, sets of 24 arms, right? 24-inch arms. Like, cut it out. Stop being lazy. Stop being, well, if it looked like that, then it must be this, and so I don't like it anymore. I don't even care. I'm shutting the door on this, and this is what I say, and that's how it goes. Like, cut it out. It's bullshit. Um, I thought this was a fun show. CM Punk, Penta, awesome. Uh, Then you got you know, angry grandpa, uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, which the week before we got, uh, Willer Utah versus John Moxley, which we also got, uh, I think it was the week before, maybe even we, I don't remember that all the stuff is just, this is why they need a network is because I want to relive it. Cause I don't know when it actually happened, but then we got, uh, if you recall FTR versus the young bucks, that was amazing. So like week after week after week, it's just bangers. And so, I don't know. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to this ring of honor story angle because, uh, AEW is writing the best stories and they really haven't wrote one that I've absolutely hated. Even though I don't like JAS, it's still not horrible. It's still not house of purple over on WWE with edge and, uh, and punishment Martinez friend of the show, right? Like it's not that. So it's not the best thing in the world, but I don't hate it. um, so, yeah, I'm going to give benefit of the doubt because they haven't really told me a story that I've hated and I haven't been insulted from kind of lowest common denominator results. Uh, and so positive and patient. Longtime listeners know that phrase. I would say be positive and patient with this ROH World Television Championship angle uh, involving. Samoa Joe, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and then uh, Coke Machine with Legs and Arms. Uh, So, yeah, that was it. Again, this is uh, Tom, T-Mac, however you know me, Uh, rolling solo. Tim was unable to make it. I will uh, be unable to make it next week if we record on our normal time, which TBD on that. But I'm going on my honeymoon finally. Got married in 2020. You get to go on your honeymoon in 2022. So I'm going overseas. I'm going to London and then I'm going to Ireland and then I'm going to Scotland. So that'll be fun. I'll be gone for 12 days. So I might miss two weeks. We might have to record on a Wednesday because I want to talk about it because AEW Dynamite, especially uh, AEW just television with Friday and Saturday coming up. And then what we expect from that coffin match, I will have some hot opinions for you. Some hot takes as they say. Uh, So until then, Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to me gas bag. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the reveal of the AW crate uh, for this month and my recap of Dynamite. Um, again, use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Table Show. I live tweet during Dynamite each and every Wednesday night and during Rampage whenever that airs, which tomorrow again is at uh, six o'clock uh, central time zone. One true time zone. Um, so join the fun over there. And until next time, I will talk to you later.